What's up, Woods Edge students, and welcome back to the WESM podcast here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and many sources where you can listen to podcasts. So without further ado, we're going to get back in to the book of Ephesians. I uh, was in God's Word yesterday during Sunday. I actually was this morning too, but it's fine anyway. Um, <laughs> and we, Liv's texting me, and she said the time changed, but it changed yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's behind today. It's fine. Her anyway, iPhone should have changed for Automatically? Her. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's just lost in the sauce of the time. Anyway, um, let's just continue on into Ephesians. So we finished out... Ephesians chapter two, and I'll read three verses for you guys and for Jack because he was had a lot of responsibility yesterday because Justin Kessler is in Disney World, hashtag Disney swag. And um, yeah, so my, my main point was these verses are talking about the Jews and the Gentiles, and how Jesus came and he gave the Gentiles, who is us, people that were not in the original Jewish, like God chose them, chosen people. Uh, God gave them the same access that the Jews had to God. Back then in the temple, there was literally a wall dividing the Jews and the Gentiles. The temple is where they would go uh, to get access to God back in the Old Testament, and the Jews could not mingle with the Gentiles or vice versa in the temple. And so Jesus comes and he says, yeah, I don't like that at all. I want everyone to have the same access to Jesus, to God, um, through me. And so... Uh, the temple is no more, obviously, yes, we go to churches, but that temple back then is no longer existing today. Um, and Jesus broke down that barrier and gave everyone equal access. And so we jump in to Ephesians chapter two, verses 19 through 22. And it says this, uh, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers talking about the Gentiles but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of the household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone in him. The whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. The main point of my sermon here at Paul is, comforting the Gentiles because for all this time, they felt like they were foreigners and strangers to this religion and to this God in which all of a sudden they have this access to. And so I asked everyone yesterday, I said, when, when you walk in this, this church, when you walk in our doors on Sunday morning or, or any church, do you instantly, automatically feel like a second-class citizen? Do you feel more comfortable going to a concert, a sporting event, school, but for whatever reason, you walk into church and you immediately feel less than? And I, I, I drove that back to a comparing spirit. 
Like these, these Gentiles were comparing themselves to these Jewish people who had access this whole time to God. And all of a sudden they're like, well, okay, and now I have access to so what does that mean? There's probably some awkward processes then finally getting joined together. And so I, I told everybody my, my, my vision was that church would be welcoming. It would be a pleasant place to be. Uh, you would, when you wake up and you know I'm going to go to church, you would start with the access that everyone has to Jesus as opposed to, man, Landon's preaching, so he's better spiritually than me. Man, people on the stage have this bigger presence than I could ever have with God, and that's just simply not true. Uh, and so, Jack, since there's only one more of us here today, it, have you have you seen this in the church? Have you experienced this in the church? Uh, what is your you know experience with what I've been talking about so far? Uh, <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Not a good answer. <laughs> okay, so um, back whenever Taylor and I were trying to find a church, uh, whenever we were like, man, this is something that we think that we should be doing as a family, mm-hmm. um, we tried, we we church hopped, I guess. We Classic. church yep. surfed, whatever, yep. you know. Ride your own wave. Ride, ride my own wave. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason we ended up at Wood's Edge is because Woods Edge was the first place that we didn't get a side eye mm. or ignored. And and we were also, like, keep in mind, we were um, unmarried, really young, and had two kids. So every church we yeah. went to, um, there was just, like, instant judgment mm-hmm. right away. Woods Edge was the first place that, went, as soon as we walked in the doors, we were greeted we were talked to and it there was like no there was no judgment mm. um that's not to say that our church is perfect at it mm-hmm. but in my personal experience that our church didn't do that yeah um i will so like staff prayer mm-hmm. they were talking about how um we all should be open and transparent about our sins yep. and our struggles. And and that would create a more authentic community. And like, we would be better at like helping each other follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the exact word, but like, who, do you remember what they said? There was like a phrase and I was like, oh, that's great. I don't think I remember it. it was you don't? Y'all struggle with something, yeah. so why do we all hide it? Or yeah. like you shouldn't hide it or something like that. Yeah, um, but I mean that's the concept. Yeah, like Jesus came to heal the sick, mm-hmm. not the healthy. Like He yeah. came for the people who were struggling. They yeah. came for the lost. Yeah, um, and like the church is supposed to be a mm-hmm. place for the sick and the hurting and the lost. And it's so true. Like everyone's struggling with something, but the issue is is like, yes, I want the church to hold people accountable, of course. But that oftentimes I feel like that's the first remark and it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like it should be, hey, how are you doing? How is your week? I love you. No matter what you've like choice you've made, like you're still a human being. It shouldn't yeah. be the side eye or the whatever. I mean, in in college... I don't think I was judged at this church, but like 
if you like, I wasn't in the in crowd. And so like, there was no hope for me to get plugged in. Mm. Like I, I went, I went like four or five Sundays, went to the Easter service and like, I knew people there. I knew like individuals, but I didn't know a group. And so every time I went, I would literally sit by myself and like no one would like invite me to their group to sit down or like anything like that. And I was confident in my faith and I was like, it's not a big deal, but it's, it was still very discouraging. Yeah. Like me, I, I want community when I go to church. And so when you go to church and you don't feel that your first time, it, it is very discouraging. Yeah. And so if that's ever happened to you, if any, if, you know, anyone watching, I mean, I totally get that. And it's probably a very scarring thing. Like I'm not going to go back there. Like I'd rather go to a concert where I meet someone in line, talk yeah. to them the whole way in the line, go inside and it's fun. Yeah. As opposed to walking into an awkward place. That's like, you know? Yeah. So I guess the next question is what are some ways that the church could improve on that? I mean, I think the way that, that you said it whenever you were just talking is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Like, don't instantly go to, like, yeah. judging someone for yeah. something that they did. Like, um, Jesus says that if somebody sins against us, like... Go to them. And, and if they repent about it, forgive them. But- doesn't matter if they sin one time or seven times. He's yep. like every single time if they repent about it, yep, forgive them. That's facts. So like in, in nowhere nowhere in that does he say if they are truly sorry about something that they did or if they're trying to like get out of whatever sin they're in, mm-hmm. judge them and make them feel less than. Yep. That's that's not what scripture says. Mm-hmm. So that should never be the place of the church. Like we are called to hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm but not hold each other, each other accountable in shame. Mm-hmm. One last thing here, probably one of the most, I'm like taking my head off. It's like the most daunting, confusing, but realistic thing about Christianity that most non-Christians don't like or have an issue with. And talking to non-Christians or people that just meet like a coffee shop or whatever. It's like, you know, how are you? You know, I mean, Justin and I, Christian, we're at, you know, this conference, we go to a coffee shop, people overhear us, the dude overhears us and says, yeah, I just, I had a bad experience with a Christian, like very hypocritical. And it's like, well, technically all Christians are hypocritical. And so then you get into the realm of like, you have to, get to the point where this can be off topic. I don't really care where, <laughs> because so like, that's why they won't, they, they won't come to church to say that. Like they, yeah. they won't even step foot in the building because Christians are hypocritical. And like, at that point is when you have to like, they, there has to be a certain level of understanding of the gospel. So it's like, how do we get them to that point? That could be a tangent for a different time. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, we, cause it's hard. We like, are all called to live a certain way. By yes. Jesus, yes. Right. That's the gospel yeah. calls us to live a certain way. Yep. We are also all human. Yep. We are all sinners. Mm-hmm. We all fall short. The glory of yep. God. We are all called to try our hardest yep. to live in the footsteps of Jesus every day. Mm-hmm. 
but we're going to screw up. And when we screw up, because we are Christians, it does, it falls into the, the... Yeah. I guess the bottom line for that is it probably falls back onto being a Christian means that you have to admit you're weak. And most people don't want to do that. Yeah. They don't want to walk into a place or a friend group where they have to go into a time of worship or sermon where they're being taught, like, you're weak. You don't have it all together. Sorry. Yeah. You know, stop trying to strive for your greatness. So, yeah, it's definitely there, an interesting concept. There's also something to be said about being convicted <clears throat> mm-hmm. of something. Like, yeah. let's say, like, you in your sermon this <clears throat> last week, you weren't, like, talking down to anybody, but there could have been some kids in the crowd who just felt convicted about something, yeah. and then that's what they got out of it. So, yeah. like, it's not always that the, the person preaching mm-hmm. is being mean but maybe the holy spirit is yeah. like working in you and convicting you of something so you need to Which also be open to that we believe is healthy yeah that's a great thing that's what the holy spirit is supposed to do yeah so dang what an interesting podcast that was quick too i mean i mean it we wasn't like, there was like normal time i yeah. think but i have nothing else to add and we have a whole minute a whole minute a whole minute <laughs> well i really enjoyed yesterday um this is the end of the podcast. I actually, <laughs> I, my example at the beginning of my message was about Astroworld. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard that. Yeah. Um, have to mention. I was in and out. I didn't yeah. feel great yesterday. Yeah. Have to mention thoughts and prayers to all the families of the children and the adults that died at Astroworld. That's insane. That's, that should not happen at a concert. It's terrible. Um, but I started off my sermon, I was like, you know, people are hurling over barricades. They're breaking down gates to get into Astro World so early. Um, why isn't that level of excitement happening in the church? And that was the premise of my sermon. Like, I don't think the church could compete with Travis Scott because he has millions upon millions of listens and it's on the radio, all that kind of stuff the church and Jesus just does not get that much publicity nowadays in our world, unfortunately. Um, But like, how can we position our heart and change it to like get to that point? And so that's when I brought up the second class citizen. Like I feel like most of us think we aren't worthy enough to be loved by someone like Jesus or walk into a place of church with a healthy mindset of man, always people love me. I just feel like that's very rare to find. Yeah. Um, so that was my, my stance on yeah. that yesterday. So there you go. The WESM podcast where we dive deep into the word of God. Thank you guys for watching. This is me and Jack's first time together. Uh, if you enjoyed, please hit the like button, ring the bell, subscribe. Is that it? That's all the things. Share it. Sure, sure. And go sure. follow Jack on Instagram. Uh, J.A. Sharp. I post often. He posts so much. He's a <laughs> farmer. Bye, guys. Love you.